Welcome everybody to What's the Problem, the show that explores problems that practitioners, professionals, and buyers of cybersecurity products and services face in today's world. Today, we are very fortunate. We have Adil Ahmed, he goes by Ahmed, joining us. Ahmed, say hello to our listeners. Hello. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for inviting me on your show. Hey, I'm glad that you accepted. So, Ahmed, talk to our listeners. Why are you qualified to discuss security? Well, yeah, I wanted to point out just a couple things why I, why I am qualified. One, I have my Security Plus certification by CompTIA. And I also did a boot camp called uh, NextGen T. It is a military-grade boot camp for cybersecurity specialists. Ahmed, thank you for explaining some of your qualifications. Now let's get into the meat of our episode today. What is a security problem? Yeah, a current security problem still today lies in people creating easy to guess passwords. I was listening to my favorite podcast, Cybersecurity Today. It's by Howard Solomon. He references a security vendor called uh, SkyCloud, and they list quite a few common passwords that were that are still being used currently today. Like, for example, people using passwords like one, two, three, four, five, six, or using six ones as a password, or just using password as password, you know, and then still people are like movie enthusiasts like Marvel movie enthusiasts still choose Loki, Falcon, or Wanda as their password, you know, and then, you know, famous sports teams are still being used as popular passwords, you know, and that that poses a big, big problem. And uh, one of the issues is that uh, cyber hackers are capable of doing something that is called a password spraying attack. And that allows them to, to guess, guess the individual's password and end up committing a data breach, a security breach, sorry. The password spraying attack. Tell us a little bit more about that. What is a password spray attack? Password spray attack is simply where the attacker has a list of accounts or has access to accounts or their username and then they also have another list like a text file of maybe hundreds thousands of common passwords and then what what happens is that the attacker uses some software and he kind of sprays a password onto onto an account and tests and runs it to see if it matches if it doesn't work on one account then it cycles through another and another and another until it gets a hit. If it doesn't get a hit, then it then the system selects a second password, and then it goes down the list of usernames until it gets a hit. So if you have a common password out there, hackers will have it in their hands, and they'll run it through. And this is how they will do this password spraying technique to guess your password. Password spray attack. Does that is that an attack that can be used if a a login for one of your accounts is using captchas or recaptchas? Like is that still applicable? You know, where it says find, you know, click every square that has a car in it or has a stoplight or something like that. I am not 
too familiar whether it's again it's beneficial towards CAPTCHA, but I can tell you the upside of that. The reason why hackers do it also is because they can prevent account lockouts. You know, like before, you know, before there was a thing called password lockout, hackers used to just do uh, like a a brute force attack. In other words, uh, you know, guessing passwords, throwing in multiple passwords or combination of passwords until they get the account opened up. But now you got good practices like locking accounts after like three, four tries. So that method wasn't really successful. So hackers came out with password spraying attack. So it goes you know, it just sends one password into the account. Then after it goes through all the list, you know, the the first account gets kind of like timed out. So it kind of clears up the time. So the password, so the attacker can still use another password on the same account, you know. So it kind of prevents an account lockout. That's that's one of the big benefits of password spraying. Yeah, I was just thinking about lockouts, you know, if you get two or three or four you know, wrong entries, you get, you get timed out for 15 or 30 or 60 minutes. So uh, it seems like if I'm hearing you correctly, by cycling through the different logins using the same password with that spray attack, we're, we're avoiding the lockout uh, on the hacker side. Um, and the other thing that you didn't say, but I wanted to confirm with you is because it's a common password that they're going through this list of common passwords, when they actually find one of your accounts that uses it, is it correct to say that they take that password and then go back through all your other accounts, assuming that you reuse it? Yes, yes. That's also another another thing there is that people do have habit of using the same password for various accounts. So that itself, um, yeah, hackers do tend to do that. And that's what makes it even more more riskier. It makes the password practice more vulnerable, basically. Because people tend to tend to do that, so that spray? is true. You are right about that, Mike. Okay. With a spray attack, do the you know do these um, cyber criminals do they start with easier accounts like maybe like your Yahoo email, and then once they find the accurate password or an an accurate and accepted password, then they go to you know a bank account or something else or does it not really matter where they start? The, the concept of the spray attack is just work yeah, through the passwords. Yeah, I, as far as I know, from what I have read and what I understand about the spray attack, uh, it there is no specific area where they attack. It's just maybe they're they're trying to hack into bank accounts, and they happen to have a, a you know the password works on one user account. They may learn a lot about the user that way they may also learn the user's email address and they may test it out to see if this password's working on the bank account it may work on their email account so they will do that They'll yeah make that makes sense that if, you, way. if you can get into a communication that's the, the logical thing that a hacker would do yeah that makes sense you know to get into a communication platform like your email account you know, we, we all, not we all, but many people use, you know, paperless banking and paperless statements, whether it's for your cell phone, or your bank account or whatever. And so if they can get into a communication platform, then they get an idea of, okay, well, where does this person bank at? You know, do they use, you know, in the United States, are they a Verizon wireless customer or AT&T? And 
you know, it seems like it's a, a hop point. Once you get into one system, you can start to hop between other ones and learn more about that, uh, frankly, about that victim if we're using uh, strong language like that. Right. And it's also kind of a danger because people, because these hackers tend to, what they do is they gather intel. So they, if they're able to get into your account, they learn more about you. They may do you know, go to, go to your social media accounts. If you're using the same password for your email to your social media accounts, you know, all the other accounts that you have, you know, they're going to learn a lot about you. And then they will do a, what is called a spear phishing attempt where they will target you specifically, learn about your habits, know about your interests. And they'll, they'll just find more ways to sabotage you if they can't get into certain accounts. Like your bank account is a different password then your email and social media, then yeah, they will find a way to send you the proper phishing email and find a way to get into your bank account. Or if your email leads to other, other goals, the real thing is with, with attackers, it's never that simple. They may just want to get into your account, but they may be planning on a bigger attack. Sure. It's a, uh... The password spray attack is is exactly as it sounds. It's a spray. It's kind of a prey and spray trying to yeah. find access points um, into your different systems or accounts. Uh, but then to your point, once they start to learn more about you, that's when the social engineering starts to arrive and they have those opportunities to uh, execute, you know, spear phishing attacks, which are much more pointed, much more specific. And so while it seems like this, the password spraying is not a huge deal, you know, so what you got into an old email account of mine, it actually is a hot point for them to get into more of your systems. Um, right. And that's the thing people don't realize that either it's either some people are under the fallacy that it's a common password and that uh, even though it's a simple password, people will not be able to guess it. So these hackers are going to use a software to do that. And if you do have a common password, they will find a way to crack it. And they use other methods besides spray, spraying attack, uh, password spray attack. They'll do other things. And it's, yeah, that's it what I wanted the listeners to un understand that if you're going to have the simple passwords, it's, it's going to be cracked. So you have to make them lengthy and complex is what's also advised by the uh, cybersecurity advisory. That was going to be on this topic. My next and last question is, how do I protect myself? So I'm hearing from you, Ahmed, lengthy, um, you know, don't use the same one, don't repeat. Uh, what other tips can you give to our listeners? I could just uh, say that, um, you know, what it means by lengthy, some experts, cybersecurity experts suggest to make a good password where you're using a combination of three to four words, random words combining them with the numbers and special characters and make sure they're at least 15 characters long is what I've been told. So that's, that's a good start when it comes to creating passwords. Got it. 15 or more characters, three to four plus words, unrelated words. So it doesn't help to say uh, Miami beach. I love sand. That's probably not a good five, five word combination. It's a little bit too focused uh, or Loyola Chicago class of 1985. If you went to Loyola Chicago and you graduated in 1985, not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. And yeah, you want to keep, um, yeah, just another side note, 
don't use uh, any like popular quotes or phrases, something that is obviously out there in the open. It has to be something meaningful and unique to you, one that you may only know and nobody else can really literally know about you. All right. Well, Ahmed, I appreciate, and I know the listeners also appreciate uh, you drop in a little bit of this knowledge when it comes to password spray attacks, brute force attacks, spear phishing, you know, hot points. Um, really appreciate that uh, from a practitioner's point of view. Thank you. Let's finish with our fun question here. Tell us about a terrible haircut that you've had. Um, I haven't had too many terrible haircuts as far as I know. Um, I could tell you a, a bad experience maybe I, I had with a haircut that I could tell you. Um, if that's okay, I'll just share that. Um, so Absolutely. I did have, um, I was out of town, so I had to get a, get a haircut really quick. So I went to a, into a, a salon. So the experience with the, with the person who was cutting my hair, for some reason, she was in a hurry and she was taking the scissors and coming really close to my skin and started cutting, nipping, nipping, <laughs> snipping, I mean, and she just got so close, I thought she was going to cut me. In fact, she ended up cutting herself in the finger, but then it, but then I just ended up leaving my hair, like half of it was all like buzzed off. The other oh, side God. was kind of like cut too short, and it was just really funky looking and I had to attend kind of like an engagement party <laughs> so it kind of <laughs> it didn't go very well I was kind of like all you know people were making all kinds of comments your hair is all out of place out of proportion you could imagine what yeah that would be like so yeah it was it was kind of embarrassing oh, that was cool. bad Bad uh, haircut experience. I, I never would be walking into that salon again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ahmed, thank you for being brave. That's a first uh, that involved blood uh, in any kind of haircutting story. So, <laughs> yeah. an engagement party. So you're, you've got two firsts on the What's the Problem show. We appreciate you being brave and sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no problem, Mike. Awesome. Well, Ahmed, we have come to the end of our time together. And to our listeners, again, thank you for listening to What's the Problem, the show that explores problems that buyers, professionals, and practitioners of cybersecurity face in today's world. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ahmed, say goodbye to our listeners. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And thanks again for inviting me, Mike. Have a good day.